Hey guys, we are back. I don't know what you happened, and that just kicked me out. But welcome back to another episode, guys, of More Than a Title. I'm your host, Jared Thomas, as usual. And man, we've got a special, special episode built out for you guys today. So my brother to my right, man, is actually a good dude, somebody I built a great relationship with, man. We actually met on LinkedIn like many of us. And it was just talking about personal branding, just us connecting in. And what this gentleman has been able to do in this short time is nothing short of incredible. So he's a personal branding expert. Um, he's a senior sales executive at many different corporations, Salesforce included, IBM, many others. Um, and I just want to introduce my brothers. I'm so proud to have him, man. Let's please have a warm welcome to my brother, Salma. How are you, bro? Jared, I'm doing amazing. I appreciate the opportunity, man. Thank you so much. No, thank you, bro, man. You're, you're a beast, bro. So I just want to say that up and down, man. Like, I'm excited to have this conversation. The way you've grown your brand on LinkedIn, bro, has just been insane. Just seeing you grow, man. I'm, I'm like, like, like a little your bro. I'm like, damn, man. That is, that's my guy is doing it. You know what I mean? And I'm so proud for you, man. I'm happy for all your success. So, you know, the premise of this show is to get to know more about you, brother. Know more about the person behind the title. So, let's start from the beginning, man. Like, how, how did you get into tech? It's a great question. Well, it wasn't a, my parents' dream to get into tech sales. I'll tell you that much. So, <laughs> I, I don't know if you have any South Asian friends, but typically South Asian parents, they want you to become a doctor, an engineer, or a lawyer. Yeah. And they compare you to every family member back home, here, everywhere. And, you know, my mom wanted me to become that. But throughout my career in university, in high school, I always had a passion for sales. I worked door-to-door selling newspaper subscriptions for the Toronto Star. I was you know, in a call center, I was selling phone plans, I was doing everything. And I had a passion for tech, I had a passion for sales. So I told my mom, listen, I'm going to go against your wishes. I apologize in advance, but I want to get into sales. And she, it took a lot of, you know, explaining and a lot of late night talks, but she said, okay, just make us proud and make a lot of money too. And I think I've done that, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, thankfully um, I was able to break into tech sales back in 2006, almost 16 Mm. years ago. Wow. Wow. West days. Remember a long time, long time ago. And uh, thankful, very grateful that I was able to land a SDR role at IBM. Back then the SDR role was uh, called a lead generation rep. So Mm -hmm. I did basically, I'll tell you something, Jared, People talk about being an SDR now. You want to know how it was how it was like an SDR back in 2006? You didn't have any Zoom info. You didn't have all these tools like Gong and Outreach. It was picking up the phone and calling gatekeepers, trying to find out who the right person to talk to was all day. Yeah. And there's four levels of management, too. So you talk to the gatekeeper who puts you onto a manager. They put you onto another person. And God forbid you press the wrong extension. You remember those days, bro? It used to be the worst, man. So I totally, I totally remember that. It was a million cold calls. You get lucky if you get somebody on the line. And then when you got somebody on the line, you had to be sick with your, with your words in order to get somebody to actually want to buy and be interested, bro. But uh, you, you mentioned something that was really interesting, bro. So, like, you, you had a passion for sales. Where did that come from, bro? It, it came from just, you know, being competitive. So uh, I'm, I'm big into sports. I'm big into basketball. I know you're big, too. Yeah. I mean, look at your Cleveland Indians hat. Like I, yeah, yeah. And I've seen, like, episodes of you wearing different hats. So I know you're into sports. But, um, 
you know, I, I grew up uh, playing basketball, right? Uh, uh, you know, watching a lot of hockey. I'm from Alberta originally, so a big hockey fan. And I used to play in high school and just how I used to play day and night in the summers. And I just had that competitive spirit to do well. And I know sales is all about drive and passion and being competitive. Yeah. But not only that, uh, as I alluded to earlier, I've been like, imagine being 14 years old and being dropped out dropped off in a van on a street saying, Hey, I want you to sell these newspaper subscriptions for the Toronto star. I was not, I was getting rejected, you know, mm. being called every name in the book door slammed in my face. So I knew how to take rejection. And I know in sales, you got to have thick skin. Yeah. I was competitive and I had drive and that's what led me in a multitude of roles to say, Hey, I want to get into sales. That that's, that's real, bro. I, I had a very similar story. So I, I was a hustler at very early age, bro. I worked at a uh, whole market. I, I think I was the only person in my high school at freshman year with a job. So everybody's with their girlfriends going out to eat, man. I got to go right from the bus, right to go man my post at Hallmark and making sure nobody steals and stuff like that. I'm like, all right, cool. It is what it is. But, um, I think what drew me to sales, my first sales job, bro, was, um, uh, was a, a mortgage or loan originator. So I didn't know what it was, bro. And it's a crazy story. I don't think I've ever shared this, bro, but I would love for you to hear it. But um, I basically was just going on Indeed, bro. I was a waiter at the time, man. I was hustling. My son was about to be born, man. I'm like, what the heck, bro? And I got a job. You know, they saw my $40,000 base salary. I was like, woo, you shitting me? <laughs> 40000 I'm like, damn, I'm already counting and spending the money. So I went downtown, bro. I get there for a 130 appointment. I'm there at 120. I call the office. You know, somebody come down to meet me and da-da-da-da. Nobody picks up. Nobody, bro, nobody picked up for two and a half hours. I stayed outside and something, and I'm the most impatient person ever, bro. I stayed outside for two and a half hours. And as I'm about to walk to the train station to go, and I'm like, all right, I'm done, bro. I get the call and they're like, come upstairs. And they felt so bad that they had me waiting outside. I basically all I had to do was smile to get the job. <laughs> so you know what I mean? So I ended up getting the job. And then it was it was reverse mortgages, bro. I was calling people 65 and older, trying to convince them to mortgage their homes and get some equity out of it and be like, hey, you got no kids? Well, you got $200,000 home. You could take that liquid cash and go around the world and da, da, da. And you're selling them that dream. And it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. But like you said, it told me about rejection. By the time I got to tech sales, when we didn't have Gong and Zoom Info, and they're like, make 300 calls a day. No problem. I ain't talking to a 65-year-old. I can do this all day. And that's how I became a number one rep in my tech and display ads, bro, and took it from there. So that's insane. But the, the, the thing I love about sales, I love the art, I love the science, and I love the psychology of it. And a lot of people don't talk about the psychology of it. And I love also love the fact that we control our own destinies, right? Control our own destinies. I want If I bust my tail today, I can make 300 grand. If I make, you know what I mean? If I do whatever I can, I can make some money, right? So that's what I love about it most, man. But what, what about you? What, what excites you about sales? Like, what do you, or better question, what do you think is the hardest thing about sales that most people don't get right? I'll tell you what it is, Jared. And I've been in sales and you've been in tech sales a long time. I know mm -hmm. it from your experience and mm -hmm. you've been great at it. And I've been in it for a long time, 16 yeah. years. It'll be 16 mm -hmm. years in August. Wow. The hardest part, even to this day, is prospecting. Mm -hmm. And I will... It doesn't matter how much experience you have. It doesn't matter how bad you are. It doesn't matter how good you are. It's not easy. And it's not getting any easier, right? It's hard to pick up the phone and make a cold call. It's hard to think of a message that's going to resonate with an executive. It's hard to get those responses. But when you do, it's the most rewarding thing in the world. Damn, that email got me an executive meeting with the CMO. Oh, wow, that cold call led me to a deal that I'm particularly proud of. That's what drives me. 
that that that's crazy too, bro. Like you you hit the nail on the head, man. But it's also that being able to create that copy and able to do that and send that email to that to that person and get that response is crazy. I'm curious to know from you, what has it been like now that you have a blend of both? What have you seen since you've blended your personal brand content and you're still doing your active outreach and, and prospecting? How is that? How has one complemented the other? All right. So I'll take a step back when I when I first started posting about eight months ago. In my first month, I reached out to you. I don't know if you remember this, but you can no. go back in our LinkedIn messaging. And I said, no. Jared, man, like, tell me how you did it. <laughs> right? T- tell me. Like, tell me how you grew your following. And you said it took time. I was inconsistent. And then I was more consistent. I was on and off. But I, I, I tried to share a message that was relevant to people, to diverse people. And I, I share some of that as well. So uh, thank you for having that conversation with me because it actually, you're one of the people that inspired me. So I appreciate that. Uh, I really do. That's love, so, um, and then, you know, I'm very thankful for the opportunity to be on LinkedIn and the messages have been resonating with people. And like, like I said, I've been focusing number one on sales advice and tips for SDRs for AEs, whether it be an SDR or commercial or an enterprise seller, my goal was to make sure that anything that I'm sharing, you could have immediate impact in your role. You can take it and say, hey, I can use this in my role right away. That's number one, because I think that's something that's missing a little bit on LinkedIn. For sure. Number two, I wanted to talk about diversity. I wanted to talk about, hey, if you're a person of color, if you're a minority, if you're, you know, of a certain from a, from a certain place where you feel that you're not well represented or you're part of an underrepresented group. How can I share that from my experience? Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an underrepresented group. I don't drink, but that it hasn't stopped me from being successful. So how can I be a voice for others? And a lot of people have reached out dozens and hundreds of folks have reached out saying, Hey, thank you for sharing that. It's motivated me. And I'm sharing a lot of interview tips as well. So um, in terms of my prospecting, I would say that, it's given me more confidence. That is the number one thing that my external brand that has been built over the last few months has given me confidence to do well in my job and confidence in the way I prospect and the way I work through my deal strategy and it's produced results and it's been rewarding. And that's what I, that's what it's, what's helped me been doing. Yeah, that's amazing, brother. And and that was real, man. I appreciate the love you showed, man. And this is why it's about, bro. So I, just to tell the people in the audience, I say this shit all the time, man. It's all about impact. It's all about like when it's all said and done, bro, when LinkedIn is gone, when we're not here no more, bro. Only thing that's going to matter is how you impact people's lives, bro. So we didn't know each other, man. But I felt it, man. You wanted to do it. And I felt it like, man, if I could help you change your life, bro, or whatever, how small it was or whatever it was. That's what means something to me, bro. So I took the call and I just knew you was on it, bro. And to see what you're doing now is like one of those. I, I get a lot of calls, bro. You're one that I look at and be like, my dude did it, bro. Yeah. And I, I love that stuff, bro. Like, that's what motivates me. Like, and you're right about the confidence. What it's done for my confidence, I feel like once you have the personal, what excites me about personal branding is that there's no limits to it. It's literally, I said this on another podcast before, but it's like we're literally paving the road while we drive. There's no playbook for it. There's no nothing. There's no like, but you feel the impact, right? And then that confidence that you get from, hey, man, somebody reaching out to you from Germany or France. They're like, yo, I love your content. You, you're the reason why I got into sales. Or, hey, y'all just got the tech sales job that you told me about, bro. That was so sick. You changed their life. And it's a snowball effect. They're going to show love to somebody else. And they're going to show love. And that's how we become better as a just as a whole, man. So that, that's love, bro. And that's why I did it for you, bro. And like I said, the confidence, man, it's changed my life. 
I, if I tell you some of the people that I've been able to reach out to and talk to, bro, have a beer with, I would have never thought that, man. Doing this from a two-bedroom apartment from the Bronx is insane. It's insane, man. So it's like, you know, the CEO revolt. Like, I'm talking to CEO title in two weeks. Like, bro, I'm just a subscriber of title. I don't know. <laughs> like, how, how am I talking to the dude that's talking to Hove? That's talk, you know what I mean? And that's just like insane. So everybody listening you know, the opportunities that you can create from personal branding is one thing, but the impact that you can have on people's life is what really matters. That's where that's where you really win. That's the win. Relationships are currency and you make that happen and you just show love and it's going to be reciprocated. You know what I mean? So and I'm curious for you, too, bro. Like, what do you think is the future of sales? Because I've been arguing this stuff with a lot of people, bro. Do you think a personal brand is going to be needed in the future for sales? Like, what do you think sales is going to look like in 24 months? Yeah. That's a really good question. I think it's not required, but it's going to be a huge benefit if you have one. Because here's the thing. If you have a strong personal brand, people look at you. There's there's folks that have more followers than me. And they are easily able to connect with C-level VP executives at other accounts because of their personal brand. Uh, I was speaking to one colleague. And he said that, you know, somebody reached out to him saying, hey, I was having lunch with, uh, you know, another executive and they mentioned your name. It's like, they don't even know who you, I don't even know who they are, but it's because of your personal brand. So I think it's going to be very, very beneficial because if you have a personal brand, people know who you are, people understand the value that you're bringing, you're building a massive network of, of, of individuals who can facilitate warm introductions. So even if you don't know the individual you're trying to prospect with, there's a very good chance somebody in your network will know them. And that's an easy, warm introduction. So mm-hmm. creating that personal brand, I think, is um, very, very beneficial. And it's going to continue to be beneficial. But I will say this. Mm-hmm. Even, like, I just started building my personal brand eight months ago. So 15 years before that, I wasn't. And I know some really successful salespeople that don't have a personal brand, but are absolutely crushing it. So that's why I say it's not required, but it's highly beneficial. I, I, I would agree with you. I think in two to three years, I think it's going to be required okay. because we, me and you used to be the same, right? We used to be killing it. We used to hit our quota. We used to do it in the cubicle. And if you met us on the phone, you loved us. The problem is just how do we scale that? You know what I mean? So if I don't know you, I don't know you. I'm just cold to anybody else, even though we could be rock stars, right? But like you said, the power of dark social is kind of similar to like content for a regular website. What is going to sell for us when we're not in the room? Yeah. And it's that reputation, bro. You can't tell if somebody was in Slack, they're going for a beer, they're at you know, a coffee shop, and they're like, man, I'm looking for a good sales rep. Or do you know Salman? Do you know Jared? Do you know this? And to be in those rooms, you can't attribute that, but you know it's working. So you're going to need that, guys, because what do you do? And I tell sellers this all the time. What do you do when you're against a one, of, one of us? Well, how are you, you going to beat one of us on the phone when people are already talking about us? They love our personality. They want to talk to us. And when they get on the phone, they're excited to speak to us versus Joe Schmo, who's killing it. But we don't know you. Yeah. Let me add one more point to that. Yeah. To clarify. So very good points. Strong points, Jared. What I will add is that if you're on the job market, like if you and I are, are looking for a new job, if you build a personal brand like like we're doing today, mm-hmm. you won't have to apply for a job again. Never. There's going to be people reaching out to you. You can make send one note to a hiring manager because you built a relationship with a brand and boom, you got a job. You won't have to apply for a job because people will be at your doorstep. That's it. 
that's it. And why wouldn't you want that, bro? And like I tell people, like for my story was, bro, like I, I closed two million dollars in sales without a cold call or email, bro. And I was at an agency, fifteen people strong. Like I'm like, what? You know what I mean? We had no brand awareness like that besides the CEO who was big in the space. But aside from that, I didn't have that, bro. And if you'd have told me that three years ago that you can make two million dollars without sending a cold email or a cold call, I said you're nuts. But in, in this world, in this digital ever world, bro, like. The buyer's journey is the buyer's journey. I could still call you and hit you up on the phone. And you could be like, yeah, I like you, Jared, but you still might not be ready to buy. There's no thing that's going to help your conversion rate more than somebody coming to you and saying they want to work. That's when it's just you smile, you dial, and you're just like, hey, I'm here. And you just listen to the problem and help. And that's enjoyable versus me trying to convince you. I think the convincing part is what's the worst. So you got to have that content. The content is doing the convincing before you even do anything. That's what it should be. Right. And I always tell people it's like a movie trailer. Right. Like same thing with you, bro. Like when you first got on, I loved your post, bro. But um, like you not drinking. It's a story that's needed. Right. Because there's people that don't drink. And, you know, we have a bro culture in sales. Right. We got to go to the bar. We're looking, you know, we messed up. We, we didn't hit our quota. I got to drink myself to sleep. type thing. <laughs> You know what I mean? And that's the culture. But you're like, no, nah, I'm not that. You know what I mean? And that story is needed. So that's why people want to follow your journey and see your path in eight months. What you had 16, 17,000 followers. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Insane, bro. You just pass me. I'm like, shit. <laughs> Damn, I got to set my content up. But I love to see it, bro. So I would love to ask you, what is the craziest thing that's happened in your eight months on your journey? What, like, what's the coolest thing that's happened to you? I, I You said this earlier. It's about impact. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if I will take one message, one DM from someone saying, hey, your content inspired me. Your content helped me progress or close a deal. Your content helped me land a job and all the interview tips that you're saying. I will take one DM over a thousand likes on a post. I would rather have that one DM. That's it. Because it's not about the vanity metrics. That's all fine and dandy. I'm not saying I don't like likes. Of course, everyone likes reactions. Yeah, it's, but it's the impact that you have on someone's life that stays in your heart, right? Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. what, and, and I can tell you for a fact that there's been at least 40 to 40, 50 plus people that have reached out saying, Hey, your interview tips got me, a, uh, got me a job. Your, your territory template uh, plan landed me a job. And that's what gives me the most joy. That's amazing, bro. And now, now imagine if you did it, you know what I'm saying? What if they didn't have that story? What if they didn't have that template? You just changed somebody's life, bro. And that's what it's about. Like the followers are cool, but what you're building is community. You know what I'm saying? And there's a big difference from you having 16,000 followers versus knowing I've got 600 people that are going to go to my website and subscribe to my newsletter because they know what I'm doing is quality. It's a big difference. And I tell people that all the time, right? It's like, okay, you got a, you got 20,000 followers. That's cool. But um, who's DNA, who's DMing you? Who, yeah. Who's talking to you? You know what I mean? Who's reaching out? Who are you really affecting? And if you're not doing anything, you're just getting the vanity. Like, okay, you're gaming. Anybody can game the algorithm. I know people are doing pods. And you know what I mean? I know you've seen them. You know what I mean? They're sitting there. It's like 50 of them. You see the same names. We're, we're in a circle. You know what I mean? So, matter of fact, what are your thoughts on pods? Have you ever considered it? I don't even really understand it, <laughs> to be honest. Like, I honestly, like, I, somebody was mentioning it on a comment, like, a few months ago. And I was like, what is that? And yeah. is it, like, a group of people that come together and say, I'm going to comment on your post and you comment on mine? I don't know. 
that, that's exactly what I, it I don't really care. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got introduced to several pods when I was starting up, bro. And it would be like big influencers, like 50,000, 60,000 likes. Like, hey, Jared, we want you in your pod. So I'm like, all right, cool. I thought it was just a cool thing. We sharing content ideas. And then when I get there, it's like, hey, I made a post. Everybody run, go like it so we can game the algorithm for the golden hour and show that we're lit and, you know, getting engagement so we could get boosted and all that. And I'm like, Oof, this is what you guys are doing. This is how you got 60,000 followers. Exit Slack immediately. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just couldn't do it. I just felt like, no, first of all, I'm not building community. I'm just doing the stuff for the vanity. It's like me going to buy YouTube followers. Like, I don't like, what is the point of having 50,000 likes on your rap video from YouTube that are all bots? It means nothing. I'd rather have 28 people that are like, I love your stuff, Jared. And that's right. where it is, right? So, and, then, and plus it gives you a gauge on your content, right? If you don't like my shit, don't like it. So now I know I got to go back to the drawing board. That didn't resonate. Cool. I got another shot tomorrow. You know what I mean? And that's it. But that, that pie stuff is just ridiculous. So anybody that is, I will say though, it is a decent strategy for company brands. So if you're doing like employee advocacy and you want to scale, cause that's, what's going to be the next future, right? People are going to, brands are going to want to understand how do I scale Jared and Salmon? Right. right. How do I make a hundred of them? Right. And if, and if Salmon's getting a million views in a quarter, you multiply that by 25 and we've got 25 million views to our organization. The problem is how do you attribute that? Which is going to lead to my next question for you, bro. And if you don't want to touch on this, just let me know, bro. But do you think people with personal brands should be compensated for their work? And I struggle with this a lot. From the organization you work for? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And LinkedIn. And LinkedIn. And LinkedIn. Because if you're generating a million views in a quarter, you're keeping people on platform. And if you're keeping people on platform, they're monetizing. So yeah. what is it for you? I mean, here's the thing. Like, I know that there's, and I haven't, done this before i haven't been haven't been even approached by a company but i know that there's and you know this from your experience mm-hmm. that there's you know brands and companies that will reach out to you and saying hey can you um shout out my brand and on one of your posts and we'll we'll give you some sort of monetization for it so um i think you bro they, they didn't they ain't reaching out to no. <laughs> are they doing it i'll take it i'll post you right now bro yeah, no nobody's reached out to me for that that's okay not. but um i don't know why <laughs> no, uh, thinking, but um yeah i mean it, it's a tough answer question to answer because here's the thing like you can take your personal brand anywhere like if you take your personal brand to another company you just mm-hmm. help that company out and I can't really give an answer on that, to be honest, if it should be paid by your company or paid by LinkedIn. Um, I think that th- I think the monetization will come like will. in other forms, whether it, it be, you know, sponsorships, whether it be people reaching out saying, can you do some advice for, you know, my organization? Could you do this or do that? So I think there can be monetization in other forms. I, I definitely agree with you about monetization or other forms. That's the real benefit of the personal brand. But I don't want to ignore that there's value for the companies, right? Yeah, there is. There is. 100% there is. Yeah. Ton, of, ton of value, right? Because once again, how many people may have applied for your job or a role at your company or any company you've been in because they see you and they're like, hey, I want to work with this dude. How many customers are actually seeing your post and saying, damn, that's a pretty good company and keeping their top of mind now because of what you're posting, right? All of those things matter. So what I'm saying is if you're going to pay an influencer, right, you know, the cute girl on TikTok or the dude that's doing the funny stuff, right? Why wouldn't you play your employees or at least incentivize a program in order for you to scale this? Because how do you scale Jared and Solomon? How do you? And if you get 25 of us at an organization, you become gong. 
Yeah. That's just a fact. You know what I mean? I spoke to Udi about it. He's like, man, I just let them let people go go about their day, man. If you want to do a personal brand, cool. If you don't want to do it, cool. But the SDRs have 50,000 followers. You know what I mean? I'm like, I feel like the janitor got 200,000. I'm like, what the hell, bro? Like, how do y'all? And then, and then, like you said, just incentivizing and be able to scale that. So I do think there's an opportunity. I think brands should be putting some sort of their marketing budget, maybe a thousand, five thousand, whatever number that is, and be able to divvy that out based on performance, being that we can't attribute it because this dark social stuff is happening, whether people believe it or not. Right. So I just think that's something that I think in two, three years, I think that's what's going to be. And I'm hoping to be on the money train when it pulls in the station. <laughs> but I don't know. But shout out to my team because I love y'all. Y'all been so supportive. But I'm just saying, like, I, I don't want to leave no money on the table. I hear you, man. I, I hear you loud and clear. That, so that, that's really another one. So, um, damn, I'm trying to think any other personal branding things that I, that I, I can ask you, bro. Um, Man, but this is just like an amazing conference. I could talk to you all day about this. Stuff. Who are your favorite, who are your favorite people on LinkedIn right now? Uh, in addition to yourself, uh, let's see. Appreciate, it. Appreciate <laughs> no, you. Seriously, seriously, I'm not just saying that. Um, I like. Uh, I don't know if you followed a guy named Jaleel Mackey. That his name sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. So he, he he works at a company called Net, Ment, uh, Modern Health, and. Yeah. Anytime I read his pulse, I, I feel a sense of calm, calmness, and relaxation, and my mindset changes because he talks about, you know, those type of topics, and it really resonates really well. If I'm having mm-hmm. a tough day or if I need a break, that helps out a lot. Uh, there's folks like uh, Darren McKee who mm-hmm. has, uh, you know, over thirty thousand followers, and what's exactly. funny is that um, when I first met him, he had like maybe twenty thousand followers. And he's an individual contributor. The number one thing that impresses me is when an, somebody in sales is an IC, an individual contributor, and has a ton of followers. I'm like, because when you're, when you're, you know this, like if you have a leadership role, people will just follow you because you have a leadership role. They'll yeah, connect with you. But if you're an individual contributor and they have that many followers, kudos to you for building your brand. Yeah. Um, and then a couple other folks, Julie uh, Reader, she, she works at Dually. She is an awesome follow, love her content. Uh, a few other folks as well uh, that are doing uh, Bilal Batrawi. Uh, mm-hmm. He's an excellent. He talked. You talked about the psychology of sales. He talks about the psychology of sales all the time. He's a great, great uh, sales uh, uh, guru that I like to follow as well. But yeah, those are a few of the folks. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely highly recommend those. You're one for sure. For any sales content, I go to you. Thank I love you. Jake Dunlap. I don't know if you know him. Yep, He's a yep. good dude um, from Scaled. Um, Alex Sheridan for video content. Alex is one of the most creative people I've seen when it comes to video. Um, Walter Gear, he's just so he keeps it so real. He says shit that I'm like, damn, you said that, and it's like, I was just thinking that. Damn it, I should have said it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it, which actually leads me to something else, man. What are your thoughts on personal storytelling versus th- speaking sticking to one niche, right? Like, so what do you think? Like, I know you stick to mostly sales, and you know helping people overcome objections and all that other good stuff in the sales process. Me, I keep it real with you. I'm a, I don't have a strategy. I post how I feel. If I wake up one day and it is what it is and I t- feel like talking about sales, cool. Most of the time I'm talking about personal branding, LinkedIn, sales, I'm all over the place. I might post a story of my kid, like I, whatever I feel and it's been working for me, right? But what do you feel about the blend versus sticking to one topic? Yeah, so I, I think it's good to have a blend, but I also think you should definitely specialize with something because uh, you want to draw a crowd that will resonate with your content. 
if you're just driving random people, then there may be one post where it doesn't resonate with anyone. And uh, that's why, number one, I share sales advice. At least uh, three or four times a week, I'll share a sales tip that you can use immediately. Number two is, you know, and my title is like sharing whatever it is, SDRs and AEs to close more deals and build a brand or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, secondly, I love sharing interview tips because I feel that everyone's moving jobs, man. We're in the attrition cycle where people are just landing new jobs, leaving their jobs. So I felt like, hey, I've been in literally like 80 to 100 interview cycles. Well, like there are interviews, actual interviews over the last 16 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I built out a playbook. And by the way, later this year, I'm releasing the ultimate sales interview playbook, which is going to be uh, available for everyone to leverage to, to land a, a tech sales job. Or sales free, 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 or pay, free or paid, I have to ask. Uh, no, it's gonna, it's gonna. There's gonna be a cost associated with it. There you go, my man. Pay the man. Okay, man. It's all good. Um, and then the third thing I like to talk about, which really resonates the most with people, I think, is being a person of color like you and I. Yeah. Talk about diversity. I like to talk about diversity in sales, whether it's whether you don't drink or you drink, and it's tough for you to, you know, really you know have yourself in the culture whether it's you know being a person of color in sales whether it's you know having dietary restrictions whether it's any sort of challenge you've had in the workplace because of who you are or where you're from or what you follow uh, i think that resonates with people and i want to continue to share that yeah that's that's real bro and and i'm in the same boat with you i think uh, first of all, I love the niche that you figured out with the interview. That was perfect. If you were doing SEO, that would have been great. So, so like, like that's that's a great niche, bro. And that's and I've seen your tips. Your tips actually work, bro. So I, I it's real, man. For me, man, I think that's what matters to me most is the diversity. Like that's why I wear the hat. That's why I wear the hoodie, bro. It's like I don't care. If you see my profile, I'm in a I'm in a hoodie and a hat on a, some steps, random steps. I don't know where the hell I was at. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's how because I want people to be like, man, I can do it. And to give you like, you know, I'm not saying I started this in, in my organization, but like when I first came in, bro, I didn't see a lot of ads. You check out a, a meeting now, you got them to the side, they cock to the back, they go this way, the Fresh print style. It's like, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's what matters to me, bro, because we can do it. We're an underrepresented culture. You know, for me, man, I didn't have anybody to, to, to have the call with, you know, like you and I had. You know, I would have loved that. You know what I mean? I would have loved somebody to be like, yo, Jay, you're doing this all wrong. You know what I mean? You don't have to hit your head against the wall and make a thousand calls. You don't have to do that, Jay. This is what I've done. And this is how you connect with people. Instead of tactics and stuff, I wish people would have told me how to tap into relationships. You know what I mean? Because that's what it really is. So, you know, the fact that I see people from the Bronx, bro, that are trying to get into tech now, the fact that I see people from other places that look just like me that are getting into tech or when somebody comes into the organization, they're like, yo, I, you're the first person I had to speak to or something like that. Like that means something to me. You know what I mean? And it, and that's what really resonates. Everything else is going to come. The bag is going to come. The reputation is going to come. The clouds going to come, man. But it's the fact I'm able. And this is why I love podcasting and talking to people like you. I don't care if this this gets one view, bro. But the fact that, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, I'm going to push it and get content out, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, the fact that I can build this relationship with you in real time, the fact that I can talk to the CEO of Title, the CEO of Hootsuite, and have it on and just really have this conversation that's unscripted, that's what I love, man. And then we go out for beers later and we know all this stuff. I know me and you ain't going to go for beers. We're going to figure something out. We're going to get on the court. We're going to do something I have to take hey, it to the I, court. I, I love an ice cold root beer. I'll tell you that Let's much. Do it. I'm ready to get some balls with you. Let's do it, bro. But um, I know we're coming up on time, bro. I just want to say, man, um, 
you know, I'm very, you know, I'm mad proud of everything you're doing, bro. Like you're inspiration to myself too, man. So I don't want you to think it's not a two way street. Things that you're doing is inspiring, bro. You make me want to go higher. You make me want to step my content game up, bro. And I just want to tell you, keep doing, man. Keep pushing. Don't stop for nothing, man. And I've got nothing but love and respect for you, bro. Real talk. Thank you so much, Jared. Appreciate the opportunity. Like I said, you're one of the first people I reached out to when I began this journey because I just want to learn from you and how you did it. So you inspired me and I appreciate everything you're doing for the community, man. Yeah, absolutely, brother. As much love, man. And thank you for coming on. Anybody else is watching. This is what the network is about. This is what it's all about, man. Just having these real conversations, real connections. Like, this is my dude. He comes to New York. He's coming through to the crib. Like, that's a fact. You know what I mean? So this is how it, this is how we're doing it. So I appreciate everybody that's watching. Thank you for all the love and support. We've got five more episodes to go. So next week, I got the CEO of Up Content, Scott Rogerson. I've got Madison Butler coming back. I've got the social media director, Justin Leslie of Hard Rock International. Then I've got the CEO of Hootsuite, Tom Kaiser, and the CEO of Title on my birthday, June 16th. And then we're done for the summer, guys. I'm going to hit you with clips all summer, but I'm trying to chill, relax. I need a breather. I've been tired of time, tired of content. <laughs> you feel me? But thank you guys for the support and love. So I mean, my brother, thank you for just hopping on, man. And we're all going to be rooting for you. If you don't know him, connect with them on LinkedIn. Make sure you follow, subscribe, do everything you need to do and support people like ourselves, man. So thanks again, guys. And we'll see you again next week for another great episode of More Than the Title. We'll see you next week. <laughs>